Down to Football with Sean McDonald, Colin Sommer, and Nick Palumba. Brought to you by WHIP. Welcome back to our third show. Today we have a very special show for you. As per usual, uh, we're going to do a little bit of recap on week nine. We got our fantasy standout players of the week. As usual, must start, must bench for each of us. Um, an always fun segment with locked in and upset picks. Very interesting. And uh, as week six, we have our contender pretender segment, and we are excited to dive right into it yes sir um so the first game we would like to talk about los angeles rams versus green bay packers it's a close game very close game um i think aaron Rodgers definitely came to play uh but the rams offense has just been dominant all year and their defense has been dominant all year so they were able to stop them up around the end but i mean i think it's mostly the offense that won this game though i mean you say defense wins games but offense really helped out I think um, Aaron Rodgers didn't have the most perfect game, no. but I know Aaron Jones, the running back for Green Bay, he averaged over seven yards per carry. So um, I've noticed all year round, outside of the passing defense, um, the Rams' rush defense has not been all that great. No. You would think Aaron Donald being the star player that he is and uh, bringing in the Dominican Sa, um I thought so. Was going to do way more. I thought he. Team. I thought he would too. Now they and got. Now they got Fowler. So that's. Yeah, they just picked up Dante decent. Fowler. It's a decent addition. They traded a 2019 third and a 2020 fifth round pick. Um, That should beef up the line. Maybe they were really concerned about their uh, run defense. Um, If Ty Montgomery does not fumble that ball on the kick return, does Aaron Rodgers get the potential to put them in field goal range and win that game? I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers, of course. Like, I mean, I think that's just what we expect from him now Mm -hmm. is that this man – Fourth quarter is his time. He will like put the team on his back, and he'll just bomb it downfield. Like I feel like that's yeah. just his he's thing sh- now. He's for sure one of the best clutch quarterbacks uh, mm-hmm. of we've this seen era. It. Yeah, we've seen it over the years. Yeah, but this this was my upset pick. Um, I honestly thought that the Packers had a chance. They're not the greatest overall team. I really did expect a little bit more from Rodgers. But even even with Rodgers not doing as great as I thought he would, um, it was a really close game. Uh, a little bit more close. Than, uh, to be comfortable for the Rams. But um, mm-hmm. it, it was a really interesting game. Um, not really too surprised with the outcome, but I, I was satisfied to, to see my upset pick do yeah. a pretty do a decent. <laughs> yeah, um, Ian was a crazy start for the Rams. Yeah. It's, uh, but, uh, it's tough to beat. They're mm-hmm. on a roll. They're going to New Orleans next week. They got a 425 primetime game. So, um, That's going to be a really good game. It's going to be a great game. We'll see what happens. Yeah. See if um, the Rams can stay undefeated. Yeah. Um, next game, um, Panthers and Baltimore. Personally, I believe this separates Carolina from a lot of teams, and it also separates Baltimore from a lot of teams. I think this shows that Carolina can definitely compete. Um, I know the Saints are a really good team, but, again, Carolina is also a good team, so that division is definitely going to be a tight race all year. I think regardless, whoever wins that division, the second-place team is definitely going to get a wild-card spot. Mm-hmm. And in terms of the Baltimore, I just think this is really showing – their true colors, I don't think they're – I think they're done. I don't think they're going to compete for the rest of the season. I think 
Um, we see it every year. I think this offense just never gets off the ground. It looks good in preseason, just never gets anywhere. Alex Collins, he's very inconsistent. He's only boomer bust every single week. He, he, for him to do good, you have to expect him to just get goal line touchdowns. He doesn't get yards. He hasn't had a 100-yard game this season, so you can't expect him to do good. Receivers tend to stay mediocre. Um, yeah, I just don't think – I think the Steelers will pull away. and If not the Steelers, I think the Bengals could. Yeah, definitely the Bengals. This, this is their third loss of four games, so they're definitely not in the greatest of form. It was a pretty complete win for the Panthers. I, Watching it never really looked like the Ravens were going to pull through, so it was a pretty convincing win for Carolina. Um, I, I do agree. It does kind of show the Ravens' true colors. They did look a lot better earlier in the season. Um, the defense did look pretty good at times, but um, definitely showing that they're not as great as we thought they were. Yeah, defense is always elite. It does show its flashes, but yeah. um, like I said, losing back-to-back weeks, they lost to the Saints, and then uh, which they the Saints got more points than the Ravens' uh, defense averages. Mm-hmm. They were the best scoring defense in the league. And then Carolina... Uh, I mean, personally, I don't think they're as good of an offense as the Saints. They go and they drop 36 yeah. on the Ravens. Yeah. And Cam Newton had a great game. He, had he did. Really two good touchdowns, game. 219 yards, uh, and then rushing, 52 yards, and uh, wow. one touchdown. So he, he was... Maybe he was just shutting off the rust in the beginning of the season. Um, a lot of people had speculations like, oh, like maybe this guy isn't just good anymore. I think it just took him a couple of games. I think maybe he had to work on his throwing form a little bit because yeah. he was very off. Um, but he definitely... Definitely came to play against Baltimore, so that's a good sign for Panthers fans and for the Panthers team yeah, as a very whole. Good. Also, McCafferty just like McCaffrey, he had a yeah. great game too. He, yeah. I think that's like Cam Newton and McCafferty won that game for the Panthers. I definitely, think, and I think I mean the whole team as a whole is very good, but McCafferty really is just a standout yeah. player for them. It's he, insane. He's not your typical workhorse. Obviously, he doesn't have the size for that, but no. they definitely need to use him more. Um, mm-hmm, he's, definitely. In the beginning of the season, I know he got a lot of receptions. He was getting like eighty to hundred yards per game receiving and that's like significantly decreased it's, it's so his first rushing touchdown yeah um this past rushing touchdown. Really? yeah wow. so yeah. they definitely need to use him more well, i think this season at least no. that's yeah. So, like, yeah crazy though like you think yeah. that, i mean yeah he's just a total like force on that team you yes. think you would just give him the ball so much more if you had him i mean like best way to compare him is he's your go-to guy like that's yeah. the best way to say it, is for cam newton he's the go-to guy i think i think the key to success for carolina at this point is Get McCaffrey involved more, keep the defense really solid, and um, DJ Moore needs to be used in the special teams force. I yeah. think a lot of his college career came from special team success, so I think putting him in those kind of situations could definitely benefit Carolina. He is a fantastic speedy receiver. Not your typical uh, route runner or, you know, red zone threat. But he's definitely done good at route running. Oh, though. yeah. Well, yeah, he's this done season? Good, but that's not really what he's known for. Yeah, he's definitely yeah, known right. for mm-hmm. his agility, mm-hmm. his jukes. Um, speed for yeah. sure. He, We've seen I, the spin spin move quite often yeah. this season. <laughs> um, but he did really good. Um, this past weekend, five receptions, ninety yards. Um, he his workload was a little bit increased with Torrey Smith not playing, but um, yeah, he he looked pretty good. I I really hope that the Panthers do use him a bit more. Um, but their offense does look a lot better than yeah. we've seen. Now it's just you know up to the defense to uh get a little bit better. But yeah, overall pretty solid win. We'll see how it unfolds in the next couple of weeks. Um, next game, we're going to talk about uh, Philadelphia against Jacksonville. I think this was a huge win for the Eagles. Definitely they really needed that. And I also think this separates Jacksonville. Again, this separates two teams again. Mm-hmm. Um, Philadelphia, this is putting them. This shows we have, in, a, have a chance in they the NFC are East. Definitely showing potential. I think Jacksonville is 
Honestly, just falling down the drain real quick. I honestly think it's over. I don't. I think Houston right Houston's now run away with it. is just mm-hmm. they're. I think they're gonna run away with it at yeah. this point. I'm not saying it can't be a tight division, but man, once you hit five losses, that's like the you're getting to the tipping point. Like you really need to turn things around because you know eleven and five as it is or ten and six is a is a division winning record, and that would mean they can only win, or they can only lose one more game this season. Yeah. So, yeah, this is this is really big. Um, I think this keeps the Eagles in contention for NFC East. I am I don't see why they can't win it. Um, I'm sure Washington can fall off, because I just don't think they're that great team as a whole. Um, but you never really know. This yeah. team, this division's weird this year. I mean, the Redskins really have, like, done well in the beginning of the season but i mean it's really these next couple like the divisional games when i think we play we play them twice this season the last game of the season is actually against the redskins so we have you know those games are going to be huge yeah you've seen like in prior years like it always comes down to later season like like later games in the season Mm -hmm. you know weeks 16 week 17 sometimes um so that actually could potentially be like a playoff deciding game yeah um, depending on how this goes and it kind of looks like it's headed that way at this point i still feel like the cowboys aren't out of the mix either like i mean i mean Mm -hmm. i feel like i mean hopefully not i mean as an eagles fan i don't want them to obviously win but you know you cannot deny that there might be something still there in the second half of the season so you just gotta wait and see pretty much yeah we'll see what happens um so the third the fourth game that i like to talk about and the final game um, Saints versus Minnesota, a little bit of a revenge game for New Orleans. Definitely. Um, we all know what happened last year, sadly. You don't want, uh, <laughs> you don't want to talk about it? Don't want to talk about okay, it. Okay, fine. But I do like the fact that the Saints really came to play. Um, they managed to win with Drew Brees only throwing one touchdown. Mm-hmm. He threw one interception his first of the season, and he only threw for 120 yards. Yeah. The fact that they were able to win, it, win without Drew Brees having to go off is huge because this is showing what our defense is capable of. We got a pick six, okay, from P.J. Williams, who personally I don't like because he tends to get a lot of pass interference calls. He needs to work on that. But, again, I think Eli Apple, I think he could be very good. I think it's going to take a little bit of time to work himself into the system. Um, Ken Crawley's good depth. He's not the greatest corner, but he's definitely good depth. Um, Kamara's starting to see an increase in snaps, even though Mark Ingram's back. I think this is – a sign that this might be Mark Ingram's last season with the Saints as his contract doesn't end after this season. Mm-hmm. Um, Marshawn Lattimore made a lot of key plays. Um, that was huge. It's just, he's he's fantastic. Uh, Michael Thomas came up with some really key catches, one from a bomb from Taysom Hill and a really nice sideline catch. Yeah, the, the, the offense just being able to move and the defense being able to hold another good offense. It's it's hard for them, but their defense isn't that great. But it's getting there. So as long as they can, you know, stay stable, yeah. um, that'll be huge for them. I mean, Minnesota's definitely no slouch on offense. So like, this really is a big thing for New Orleans. And you know, everyone has an off night. And I think Drew, we saw that from Drew Brees. But I mean, it, you if you don't think he's going to bounce back from this, like I mean, like and just I think he will go off on the Rams. Like I am very positive that. It will probably be the best game of his career, honestly, this coming up week. Cause yeah, I it's think a very it, important game. Because it's such an important game. The Rams are undefeated right now, and I think they're going to, you know, just come out and just destroy it. Yeah, okay. super high scoring. Yeah, it's going to be definitely a, it's gonna be a shootout. It's going to be a fun game to watch. All right, let's talk about a little uh, some of our standout players from this week in terms of fantasy. Uh, for quarterbacks, uh, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, again, this guy is just insane. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know how to describe it more. Week after week, 
this kid is just killing it. He had 303 yards for four touchdowns again. This kid has been consistent all year long. I mean, there's not there's so many great things about him that I'm just very excited that he's doing well. I mean, I mean, I I'm kind of still mad because Andy Reid is coaching him, but. I won't let that go because he's, he's just been throwing like three over like over three hundred yards each week. Yeah. Now, now here's the thing: the thing that differentiates Mahomes this year from a really above-average Alex Smith last year mm-hmm. is that Andy Reid seems to be taking the leash off of Patrick Mahomes, which he put he took the leash off of Alex Smith to begin the season last year, and then he put it back on. Alex Smith significantly decreased throughout the season, but he is just letting. Patrick Mahomes lose and I think that is super key you cannot hold a talented quarterback like Mahomes back he needs to be off the chain he and he has been so as long as he doesn't restrain him from you know passing 30 to 40 times a game there he's just an electrifying player it's, it's fun to watch him play I mean so really you, don't, you don't like the team whatever but this guy is just fun to watch him like throw the ball and he's because he's a playmaker uh next quarterback I have is Deshaun Watson this guy had just an astounding week I mean, it's so hard, but, like, I mean, he had 239 yards for five touchdowns. He just went off completely against Miami to win the game. But, I mean, their offensive line has just been nothing but Swiss cheese. They've been laying everyone in. It kind of looked like last year's the Sean Watson. It did. It really yeah. did. It was nice to see, though. Very good. Um, it's definitely a good sign. He had some woes in the beginning. Uh, people were concerned maybe he was still playing through injury. I know he had a cracked rib at one point, and he had lung problems from yeah. the cracked rib. Yeah. So that was very concerning. But to see him go in and throw five touchdowns against Miami's mm, so-so defense, it's it's important. And, um, yeah, well, I, hopefully we could see him continue to do that. And the third standout guy is just, I mean, I don't know what's going on this season. It's uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like, Fitzmagic it's might be magic. back. I don't know. You can never tell this guy. seems like every team he's like, you know, when you don't expect anything from him, he's amazing. goes off. But now, like, I don't know, because now he just got named starter for next week, actually. So. Once you put him in a role where he knows he has to win, he's not going to do that. No, he's not. The first three games this season, he was like, you know, well, Jameis Winston's probably going to be a starter when I come back, come back so, you know, I'm going to just do whatever. And he ended up doing really, really well. But then once you, they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to keep you as a starter from here on out, he was like, oh, okay. And then he just didn't do good. Just he bombed. didn't. He just bombed completely. So... I personally think we're going to see the same thing this week. Um, I think when he was put in the game against the end of the game against Bengals, he was like, you know what? If we win, we win. I got to make this comeback. If, mm-hmm. if we don't, I mean, it's really not that big a deal. I mean, he's just, I, I don't know what to say about this guy. He's just a, a phenomenon. Like, he's not a phenomenon, but he's just like, I don't know. There's no way to describe him. It's just wishy washy. He's guess. a mystery. He's a mystery. He, he that's really is best. a mystery, but when he gets on the field, he, he really gives off magic. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> either fits magic or fits tragic. Like, you know? <laughs> Like, they would have never pulled off that would-be comeback if he was never in the game. True. Like, Winston, what did he throw, four picks? Four picks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fitzpatrick comes in, leads them to an almost comeback. They almost win. I, I mean, like, but he's been doing that, though, yeah. and it's crazy. But like I said, once once but he knows yeah, he, he's being thrown in the starting role this week against, um, I'm pretty sure. They're Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, they're playing Carolina, yeah. and they're playing them at home mm. in Carolina. So I just, knowing that he is being put in a role where it's important again, I don't <laughs> think you should expect much. No, you no. shouldn't expect anything, but he's a very fun person yeah. to talk about. All right, I'm going to go ahead and talk about some of the players from um, 
week eight in terms of running backs. Um, Adrian Peterson definitely had a rebound game, 26 rushes for 149 yards. It was really big for them, really big for the Redskins. Um, he had a rushing touchdown, and he also had a seven-yard receiving touchdown. Definitely good to see him look spry. He, you know, he's obviously aging as his career goes on, but to see him still doing good at such an age, it's 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 insane. pretty marvelous, honestly. Yeah. Um, we also had Marlon Mack. He had back-to-back blow-up games: 25 rushes for 132, 132 yards and two touchdowns. Um, he also added two catches for 17 yards. I think he's become clearly the primary back for Indianapolis. But they also have Naeem Hines who's actually doing really well, too. He's played some important pass-catching roles, so look for him to steal some touches over Marlon Mack, but I think Marlon Mack has definitely put himself into the high-end uh, RB2, RB1 mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. Um, I think he's an every-week starter at this point, regardless of Indianapolis's record. They tend to use him a lot, so definitely keep him in your starting, starting lineup. Um, Jordan Howard, um, I know he didn't have the most efficient game, but to see... His touches increase and his volume increase, it's really big because he, for the past couple of weeks, he's only had about uh, like 12, 13 carries a week. But this week he had 22 and he rushed for 81 yards. It's not the greatest average, but it's better. And he also had a touchdown, which um, he fumbled earlier in the season on the goal line. I'm pretty sure it was against Miami. And um, when you fumble on the goal line, you tend to lose trust. Definitely. Your coach loses trust with you in those kind of situations. And it hurts the player as well. Yeah. And giving him that touchdown run from the one-yard line, that's really big for his confidence and for the team as a whole. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying you should start him. I mean, he could be a flex flex starter, but um, look for him to, you know, his touches to stay really efficient and look for them con- to continue to increase. All right, so I did wide receivers. Uh, my first uh, guy I want to talk about is Marvin Jones, who had a great game against Seattle, uh, seven receptions for 117 yards with uh, two touchdowns. Um, that was a pretty big breakout game for him. Um, you should definitely look to uh, see if he can keep it up, especially with Golden Tate being gone. True. Um, so his workload might increase. You might want to take a look at him. Also, if Kenny Galladay's on waiver wire, look for Kenny Galladay. Yeah, Kenny, his, Kenny's fantastic. Mm-hmm, his his target share. He didn't have increase. a great game though. He didn't, but, but again, overall with, this season he's done pretty good. Yeah, but with take on this, this could definitely increase his yeah. target oh, share. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Um, another guy I want to talk about, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, had a great game against the 49ers. Eight receptions, 102 yards uh, with a touchdown. Um, he's been pretty quiet this season. Um, you could argue that's because of Rosen. You could argue because it's age. But nonetheless, fantastic game from him in a 18-15 win um, for the Cardinals. Well, he was quiet last season also, I think. Yeah, he was a little bit quieter last season too. Um, I, I would... Me personally, I feel like his his age. Um, obviously, the team is not good at all. No, <laughs> I think everyone knows that. Yes. Um, but it's it's nice to see him do pretty good. Um, do you think he wants to play his whole entire career in Arizona, or do you think he also wants a shot in his last season or two with another team? No, nah, I I think he's gonna retire with them. Personally, I don't see him going. I can't see Larry Fitzgerald wear a different jersey. It, it does feels feel weird. weird. Um, I mean, but then again, it's business. It's not exactly. his decision. Mm. So if if he does end up anywhere else, I mean, that's a business decision. I don't think he wants to leave. No, he's not. No matter how bad they're doing. Um, another guy I want to talk about is Devontae Parker, who had a fantastic game against the Texans after not playing 
since I think it was like week three against Oakland. Mm-hmm. Um, week two, week three. I'm not too sure. I know he didn't. I know he didn't start the beginning of the season because he had a broken finger. Yeah, and there was yeah. a lot of talks about him getting traded away. Um, That's been like that every season. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So he got six receptions, 134 yards. So I mean, the t- team recently tried to chop him, but I mean this this game could prove you know why he should stay really. Mm-hmm. Um, so. It seems like a pretty decent waiver pickup if he can, you know, continue. Yeah, I know he was a first-round pick. Um, they expected a lot out of him, and I know injuries plagued him throughout his career. But man, yeah. when this guy's healthy, he's such a dominant force. And like I said, when he's healthy, man, you just gotta keep him on the field. As long as he stays on the field, it just creates such a big impact. Uh, it's big for Miami. They don't really have a ton of offensive threats, but no. when he's out there, he, they they need him out there right now, mm-hmm. especially in the situation they're in. They have a so-so record, so he could definitely turn that team around somehow. And uh, just just the last uh, note, um, I want to talk about Adam Thielen um, tying Megatron for eight straight games, yeah. um, gathering 100-plus yards. Um, but he's the first player to um, get that from the beginning of the season, so the first eight games. I think Megatron, mm-hmm. I, I'm, not sure, I'm not too sure when his streak went, but I know that Thielen's the first actual wide receiver to start the season this well yeah so it's it's history it's incredible i don't really i don't know the other really words to describe it but it's it's definitely a wonder unfolding in front of us yeah but yeah just wanted to point out that so that's about it yeah um if you want to continue um do your must start must bench okay so uh must start i got sammy watkins against the browns uh the browns have an exceptional pass defense who only allowed 59.8 percent completion percentage uh however this week uh they're playing an offensive-minded kc team who has not scored below 27 points this season they have been a high power offense every mm-hmm. week very high um, team. yeah yeah uh a team that flows through a fantastic player in patrick mahomes uh so sammy watkins has a perfect weekend ahead i think uh so last week he gathered eight receptions 107 yards two touchdowns against denver um i think tyreek hill is probably not going to play he's questionable mm-hmm. i think it's like a groin injury or something like that yeah he's a groin injury and um as, as we all know groin injuries are very pesky if he's held out one week that might mean he's held out multiple weeks mm. they're always it, they're a very confusing injury so we'll, we'll monitor that yeah. throughout the week. So Sammy's probably going to take a pretty hefty workload from Tyreek Hill, and they're playing a team who just fired their head coach and sure. offensive coordinator. So it should be pretty well uh, played game from him. And if Tyreek if Tyree Hill is out, this could create a good situation for Chris Conley. He's very quiet, but mm. he could be a deep sleeper for this week. So look out for him to do good. Uh, so much bench. I have Juju Smith uh, against Baltimore. Um, Juju had a forgettable weekend uh, this past weekend against the Browns, only getting four receptions for 33 yards, and he plays what we previously considered a very good defense. It still kind of is, but he has already played the Ravens once. He only got 60 yards on four receptions that game, and considering his form right now, I I would just prefer benching him. Um, Fantastic player. He's not a bench every week, but um, given that the circumstances right now, I, w- I would not trust him at the moment. I think Juju Smith-Schuster started really hot this season. Yes. He was grabbing much. over 100 receiving yards per game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that had a lot to do with Antonio Brown kind of being slow to begin the season. And now A.B. is just very hot yeah, right now. So I think this is 
kind of decreasing Juju Smith's value, Schuster's value, but he's usually a must-start every week because he does get a lot of you know volume. But for this week, being that he's playing a still good defense, I would I totally agree with that. So with that, I got Demarius Thomas as my boomer bust. Uh, he was just traded to Houston uh, along with a seven-round draft pick for Houston's fourth and seventh rounders of their own. Uh, Houston's pass offense has been upgraded pretty nicely after crushing injury uh, for Fuller. Well, you hate to see that. Yeah. Uh, so Thomas will look to boost a pretty red-hot Texan team who has won five straight games. Um, and they could win their sixth against who? Uh, the Denver Broncos. Broncos. It's a very His awkward situation. Team, yeah. Which is very awkward. I mean um, Demarius Thomas, pretty quiet this season. Um, but given the circumstance with Houston, they definitely need him to mm-hmm. take a hefty workload. I think Houston's a much more explosive offense. Oh, yeah. I think he's been in, being put in a very good situation. Mm-hmm. How he fares out in week one with Houston, not really sure. That's why I like your boomer bust pick. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. He could go out for revenge, honestly. Well, not revenge because it wasn't, you know. I mean, he was there for a long time. I don't think it's revenge. Um, no, I, no. I, it is business in the end of the but, day. I he mean, can't help that. Broncos can't help that, you know. They 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 got to do what's best for the team. Um, it just so yeah. got to be how he feels about going against his old teammates. Yeah, yeah interesting situation. But that's uh, my boomer bust for this week. All right, Nick. Uh, for the quarterbacks, uh, for benching, I have uh, Stafford. This guy he has been very consistent throughout the year. Um, but he is right. He is going to be playing Minnesota this week, and. I just think this defense is going to eat him up and the Lions. Like, they're not going to be able to score. Like, their run game is just going to be, like, the main thing, which has isn't going to be that great. Also, now with Golden Tate gone, I really don't think he has a lot of options out there. So I really don't think see him performing well this week at all. Um, for the start, though, I have um, Mitchell Trubisky. Um, again, mostly because they're playing Buffalo, and Buffalo, especially the game last night, has shown that they are not really in contention for their division. Like, these guys just have not gotten a good start this whole season. One thing I'd like to note, I'm a little questionable with your pick only because as bad as Buffalo is, they actually do have a top 10 passing defense Mm -hmm. as of right now. Um, And I know the game's being played. I'm pretty sure. It's it's at Buffalo. Yeah, it's at Buffalo. Buffalo. So... See how the weather is. Yeah, we'll see how the weather is. Um... I like the pick. I think it's a little bit questionable, but I think you should start him because it's, he's one of those players that you have to have a little bit of faith in yeah. at this point. I think. Well, I think he's pretty consistent. Um, I, mean, I I don't have an opinion. I can't talk about Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. No. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think um, I good think luck. he's going to have a good week this week. I think I he think. will too. I think if you have a better option, unless you have like a top five option, then start him. But or start mm-hmm. some that person, but. If you have somebody that's outside the top five that isn't very good, definitely look to start Mitch Trubisky. I like that. Yeah. And then Boomer Bust, I mean, it has to be Fitzmagic because, like you said, this guy's a mystery. And, like, it's not, like, a good mystery at all. It's, like, and, like, now, like you said, now that he has a starting role, now that, like, people expect something from him, he's just going to tank. But uh, who knows? Maybe, again, Fitzmagic will strike twice like last time. I can't even imagine what 
the Buccaneers fans are going through right now. It's just a wave of emotions, man. I just feel bad. Because, like, you know, one second they're like, oh, yeah, this is a guy that's going to take us all the way through the season. We're going to make the playoffs. It's going to be great. And then he just tanks. And then they're like, they okay, started well, off maybe Jameis. so nice in the beginning yeah. of this year. They beat the Saints, and then they beat the Eagles. Almost beat the Steelers. And, and then, then they, they got destroyed by the Bears. Yeah. And then ever game, since then, it's been downhill. For the fourth game, when Jameis Winston was supposed to come back, <laughs> when they tell Fitzpatrick, yep, you're going to remain the starter, yeah. when it matters, again, yeah. when it matters, he does not do good. Yep. I mean, this is just, I mean, like I said, through the years you've seen this with him, through the Jets and all the other teams he's been with. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, so he's, that's why he's boomer bust. Yeah. But I'm going to say mostly bust on this one, yeah. just because they we'll expect see, something. We'll see what but happens. we'll see. You know, who knows? Again, it's maybe he'll stay, strike twice. Yes. Moving forward, we're going to be talking about our locked-in and upset picks of the week. These are always fun to do. Um, my locked-in pick this week is the Texans over the Denver Broncos. I think... Houston's offense looks explosive. It's it's getting back on track when Deshaun Wilts, when Deshaun Watson was healthy last year. Um, we know he went down with an ACL injury, but he's starting to get to that form again. He started off a little bit slow to the beginning of the season. Um, bringing in Demarius Thomas, although it is a very awkward situation, um, him playing his former team right off the bat, it's kind of weird, but business is business. Um, Lamar Miller's starting to get a good, hefty workload. He's starting to, you know, produce efficiently. He's getting a lot of goal line carries. Um, This is really big for him, really big for his production. Definitely a good confidence booster. Denver is a good team, but I just think that Houston is easily going to secure this win. Um, Houston's defense isn't all that bad either. So, yeah, I would expect them to win by all means. Um, But my upset is actually Seattle versus um, the L.A. Chargers. Okay. Yeah, um, I think Seattle, they have a lot of young talent. They obviously locked up Tyler Lockett for a reason. Um, they got this young guy in Daniel Moore. He's starting to catch touchdowns. I'm not really sure where he came from, but he's definitely been a good force for Russell Wilson. They got a couple of nice tight ends. They got a veteran in Ed Dixon. They have some young tight ends like Nick Bennett. Um, running game is actually not as bad as I thought. Chris Carson is actually doing very, very well. They drafted Rashad Penny, but he hasn't been all that productive this season, but Chris Carson has definitely stepped up. Um, we know how good Russell Wilson is. Um, the defense is really good, too. It's actually mildly underrated. Um, special teams has been huge. I don't know if any of you, Sean, did you see the play where they were in the end zone trying to punt, and Michael Dixon runs it out of the end zone for first down. And yeah. They were, gonna yeah. Go, they were just going to let the safety happen. And he runs it for a first down because he saw yeah, some open room. That wasn't even a scripted play. No, that- Pete Carroll was like ecstatic though. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of that was kind of crazy. It, it was. I I thought it was very enjoyable to watch. Um, I didn't see it live, but I did see it on highlights, and I loved it. I really did. <laughs> but uh, Los Angeles, the Chargers are a very good team. They've got great offense. Uh, defense has been mm, outstanding this year. But I think this might be a really really good game to watch. Although. The Saints Rams game is good. I think this might be up there with that. It's it's interesting to see like, RC, is Seattle like a, a, an actual contender? Um, so we'll look for that. Um, for my locked in picks, I have uh, Kansas City uh, over Cleveland. I mean, like I said, Kansas City has just been a dominant force this whole season. And then Cleveland just fired Hugh Jackson, their offensive coordinator. 
And if, if, if you, any of you guys had watched Hard Knocks, you would have known this was not going to work out from the very beginning. Because the uh, um, who's the offensive coordinator? Can I, can't it was remember. Todd Haley. Todd Haley. Todd Haley was just not working out with Hugh Jackson. They just did not see eye to eye on so many things on Hugh Jackson's coaching style. So I think this is going to hurt the team tremendously coming into this week that the organization just didn't even have enough faith for Hugh Jackson to finish out this season. I think that's going to be, yeah, I think that just put away the rest of the season for them, especially this game. But my upset is uh, Buffalo over Chicago. Um, I mean, Peterman, hopefully he doesn't throw, you know, 10 interceptions this game. But, you know, uh, Buffalo's defense has been very good. Uh, You said earlier, top 10 um, in passing. Um, They could stop up Chicago and, you know, maybe just use the run game. Uh, to their advantage this game and uh, pull it out. But uh, it, it would be a very big upset for uh, this week. For sure, especially with Peterman yeah. at the helm. <laughs> so you're, you're not wrong. I'm waiting for LaShawn McCoy to step it up a little bit, too. He's been very, he, very he horrible in really the game. He looks really mediocre right now. He does. Mm-hmm. He's actually been doing not too bad in the passing game, and he's been very good out of the backfield in terms of receiving. But his rushing performances are just getting worse and worse, and it's – is this because of injuries? Is this because of age? I'm not really sure. I maybe it's because of Buffalo's offensive line, but yeah, yeah, his production is is very concerning. Definitely. Yeah, certainly is a mess. Uh, my locked in pick for this week is the Carolina Panthers over the Buccaneers. Um, Fitzmagic is back, um, but as we've prior said, um, when you need Fitzpatrick to you know ser- take things serious, um, he he doesn't show up. Uh, yeah, and so we saw that when they played the Bears, um, he was nowhere to be found, um, and he's going up and he's going to Carolina, uh, playing a red hot Panthers team, um, who just probably won their first complete football match of the year against a pretty good Ravens team, um, right top to bottom defense offense Panthers look really good. I don't see the Buccaneers doing too much considering their form has been pretty bad lately. Um, they've lost uh, their last four out of five games, um, so I, I just I don't see I don't see this week to be any different. I honestly hated the hype train over uh, surrounding Tampa Bay at the beginning of the season. Yeah, people really actually thought like they're serious a serious team. I, I could not take that seriously well, by any means. Yeah, no, I I mean. Being being a fan of the Panthers and you know seeing the NFC South, I mean no no one ever really takes the Buccaneers too seriously, but um, it is surprising you know to to open the season being the Saints to be and then beating you know the defending Super Bowl champions in the Philadelphia Eagles. So I I mean I could understand because really no one saw it coming, but you know then again it was super early and now we're seeing you know the typical Buccaneers again. I can't I just can't take Ryan Fitzpatrick seriously. No. I no. No, you okay. know, I don't think anybody can. He's it's just a mildly mediocre quarterback. I I just I like I said, I can't take him seriously as a quarterback. I don't there's I can't take that team seriously. I can't. The defense is horrible. If you can't tell, they have no superstars on that team. Gerald McCoy is about it and he's usually always injured. So, yeah, that team I didn't expect anything out of them. I don't think you can anymore. I think the Panthers are just riding high off of last week. I mean, they just are carrying this momentum with them to this yeah. game. And I think it's going to be a really big game for them. I mean, not a big game in the sense that, you know, like this is going to be a tough game for them. But, I mean, it's going to be a big game if they win it, just for their division, definitely. Yeah. Definitely potential to be 6-2 and, and, you know, keep pace with the uh, Saints. 
All right, so my upset, not too big, but um, it's the Lions over the Vikings. The Lions did just lose uh, to Seattle, and they did just trade their wideout Golden Tate to the Eagles. Um, but they play a Vikings team in a divisional matchup this weekend, um, which are typically close, especially in the NFC North. Um, so I don't see this one being too differently. And if the Lions want to stay um, in contention with a pretty wide open NFC North, they definitely need to win this game. So, yeah. It's going to be a good game either it way. I think it's going to be very close. Division games are always important games. They're always fun games to watch, always very close. Uh, now we Next we have the contenders and pretenders. Uh, so, Colin, what do you have uh, for your contender? For my contender, I'm very – very satisfied with their performances as of lately. I like the Houston. I love the Houston Texans. I think they're coming together. I think we're looking them in a prime form as we saw them last season before Deshaun Watson went down with his ACL injury. Um, I think had that not happened last season, they might have competed with the Jacksonville Jaguars for the division. Um, I, I like what I'm seeing out of them. I'm like what I'm seeing out of the defense. JJ Watt, big that he's staying healthy. Jadavion Clowney's production is always there. Cornerbacks are tending to stay with corners or with wide receivers very well. Um, safety, Tyron Matthew, I love how they brought him in. He's been performing well all season. I really like the Texans. Um, as far as it goes for pretenders, um, I mentioned it before, but the Ravens, um, this tends to happen every season. The Steelers pull away with the division. Um, Ravens choke. The offense, as said before, it looked good in preseason, but it's, it, like I said, and Sean also agreed, it's they're showing their true colors. They're, they're not a good offense. They're, they have no spark to them. That, there is not one true offensive threat on that team. Joe Flacco is not elite. Alex Collins is very inconsistent. They have no star receiver. Crabtree's a little outdated at this point. Um, I just don't see them putting up any contention for the rest of the season. All right, so my contenders are going to be the 5-2 Washington Redskins. Um, they just... Uh, picked up a win against the Giants 20 to 13 and they play uh, the Falcons this coming uh, week um, So yeah, um, no one really saw this one coming um, I for sure didn't see them going five and two as of right now um, They have, they can potentially win their next two games being the Falcons and the Buccaneers um, So and then they actually just traded for haha Clinton Dix. So that's a huge upgrade. Yes a huge upgrade and you know, their backfield uh, for defense. So, um, yeah, um, potentially big grab. Um, if he can perform well there, um, who knows? But um, a lot of trades for the NFC East. Um, almost every team in that division is getting better. Of all the trades that have happened today, that one honestly shocks me the most. Yeah, I think this I, is I, I very significant for the Redskins. So, you know, if the Redskins can keep up their form, they can definitely steal the NFC East. Um but pretender, um, I'm going to kind of stick with the AFC North, like Colin. Um, I'm going to say the Bengals are pretenders. They're 5-3. and three. Um, They barely just beat the Buccaneers. They lost, they, they've been losing to very, very big teams in the Chiefs, Steelers, Panthers, you know, teams like you need to beat because mm -hmm. you potentially could see those teams in the playoffs. Yeah, these are teams so. that, like you said, they need to beat. This would have put them above and beyond other teams that they can actually compete yeah. with these teams. But they're getting – it's not even like – they didn't even put up a fight against Kansas City. They just got blown out in general. And and, and their schedule is very tough. They play the Saints, then the Ravens. Uh, they play the Chargers coming up, and then they play the Steelers to close out the season. So um, I think the Steelers are just going to run away with it personally. It happens every year. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I just wouldn't expect anything about. I wouldn't expect anything from the Ravens or the Bengals. As as much as I don't like the Steelers and as inconsistent as they can be, they always end up running away with the division, and it leaves the Ravens and Bengals without even a wild card spot because yeah. there's always some other team in the league that grabs it. So don't don't really expect anything out of them. Another tough season for uh, other teams in the AFC North for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, for my uh, contender, I'm going to have to agree with Sean, I think, even though as much as I don't want to say, the Redskins are definitely a contender for the NFC East. It hurts me to say that so much for being an Eagles fan, but these guys really have shown that they can really play. I mean, it, Alex Smith has really done very well for this team. I mean, I think this is the whole the whole team as an overall has done very well, and you know they could definitely take away the NFC East from the Eagles or Cowboys. So I, I mean, they're just the biggest contender right now. I think in the NFC period, actually. Um, but for pretender, I want to have to go against Colin. I think the Texans are a big pretender, not because of Deshaun Watson. I think he's an outstanding player, but I really think that their offensive line is just terrible. Like I, I mean, they haven't, you know, they didn't do too bad last week. But I really don't think they can remain this consistent because they've just had so many problems. I mean, 26 sacks by week six, I think it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, they haven't gotten one yet uh, since then. But who knows? We'll wait and see. I really think that the offensive line is going to kill this team. I mean, who knows? Also, with Thomas, we'll see how he fares with the Texans. I think that's going to be the real uh, thing that's going to see if these guys are really, you know, really going to be a contender. But I think they, you know, I really don't think they're going to go far. All right, that's going to wrap it up. Just as a quick side note, a couple of games you should look out for this weekend. We have uh, Minnesota versus Detroit. It's in Minnesota, always a good game. Um, love the division matchups. Atlanta, Was- Atlanta at Washington, it's a big game. Um, see what Washington can prove, if Atlanta can come back for this season. Another great divisional matchup. Uh, we got Baltimore versus Pittsburgh. Um, we also have Houston at Denver, again, with Demarius Thomas being traded and playing his former team thereafter. Um, Seattle versus Los Angeles, another great game. See what Russell Wilson can get going. Uh, Rams and Saints, that's a fantastic matchup. This is really uh, definitely one to watch. I believe it is prime time on Sunday at 425 Eastern time. Um, definitely look to watch them. we got a great Sunday night matchup with New England and Green Bay. I uh, get to see two of the greatest go at it with Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Uh, thank you for joining in. And are you down to football? <laughs>